What's up, everybody? Welcome to What the Funcast, episode 123. Yes, 123. We made it. Hey. Uh, today is August 17th, and joining me is this fancy hat, hatted man. Hatted man? I got a y'all hat. It's my hat. He, I'm pretty he, sure I've he pulled it down before. and said. He pulled it down and said, "Milady, <laughs> stop!" No, I didn't. I said, "Howdy." That meme, <laughs> that meme will live in my head, rent free forever. It lives in the head of everybody. It's just like, yeah, it does. General consciousness at this point, <laughs> the hive mind. Yeah, can you believe it is August seventeenth already? No. It is like it's so crazy. The years flying by, it and um, still feels like January. And then like Halloween's around the corner, and I'm like, what did I even do this year? I don't know. Did you say January of 2020? So that's sure as hell what it feels like. I mean, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Like, I mean, I'm, this year's definitely been much more eventful. We've done a few things here and there, but it still yeah. doesn't feel real. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm no. still like, it, it feels like we're sitting starting. in. Nope. It feels like we're sitting in a movie and just watching it like go by, mm-hmm. and it's like you're living in it, but you're also not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If that makes sense, there's your existential thoughts for the day, uh, for the night. <laughs> but anyway, yes. you're. I. It, it's been a. It's been a wild week. You don't have to even ask me what I've been doing. I'll tell you what I've been doing. So obviously we didn't record last week because um, it was you know there wasn't really much news. So yeah. but I had I came in and I'm like I got a lot of games to talk about. And then it's like we're not going to do it. And it's like okay I guess I'm going to talk about the games that I played. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but I actually booted up. No, no, it's fine. It was a mutual a mutual agreement. Yes. Um, so I booted up Skyward Sword HD, and I don't know if you've played this at all yet. I've not but, yet. Um, I used the uh, handheld controls, Mm -hmm. and I was actually pretty impressed by them. Like, not, like, blown away, but I was impressed that they took a very Wii-centric, Wii Motion Plus-centric game and turned it into a game that uses an analog stick to simulate Wii remote gestures. Like, it was something that so many people, and even Nintendo, were like, it could never be done, whatever. Like, it has to use a Wii Motion Plus. Obviously, they had to sell consoles at the time and sell the Wii Motion Pluses, um... But I mean, it just maps. I think it maps fairly well. Wait, so to the joystick. when you say handled or handheld, like you mean you were literally playing it in handheld mode, like Joy Cons deta- or attached. To Let your me Switch. rephrase that. Sorry, I did not. I did not play it in handheld mode. I played it with a Switch Pro controller, not oh, using like, the motion controls. Got it. Okay. So, like, literally, you move with the left stick and the right stick. If I if I like push it up. Like the sword goes up. If you push it down, the sword goes down left and right. So and then you, you like just flick walk it around links just like. <laughs> Literally, you can, and it's it's like very satisfying. So it looks so <laughs> stupid, um, but you like flick the stick almost to like make Link do moves and stuff like that. And if, so if you go like left, right, left, right, he does a spin. If you go like up and let go, he like swipes. So um, it's yeah, it's very interesting. Once you get the hang of it, you're like, okay, I'm here for it. Um, and the game's well. Have you tried it with the Joy Cons, like using the the motion controls at all? The most controllers, no, no, no. But I feel like it's probably going to be the most genuine way to play it. Um, I just didn't feel like playing with Joy-Cons. And I played it as I first got my soft cast on my ankle. Because um, for those of you that don't know, I sprained my ankle miserably. Um, like, really bad. And I finally got soft cast off. And it's just bruised to hell. Like, it doesn't look nearly as bad as it did, but... It looked pretty freaking bad. Yeah. When uh, when I when I sprained it. So anyway, it's been a very adventurous like I don't know two months for me. Um, two weeks really. Like it. there's so the, many life events past- that happened in the span of like two <sighs> days. Like yeah. so much I'm is going like, on. I'm good. If if everyone can relax and just let me sleep, I would right. be very grateful. Just like chill um, for a second. 
but yeah, so I was laying, I was laying on the recliner and playing Skyward Sword from the comfort of uh, my chair. So yeah, it was, it's fun. It's, I, I like it. Um, I got to play more of it. I've been like on a video game hiatus for the past week for reasons that I'll delve into shortly. Um, but anyway, I played that. I played Scott Pilgrim vs. the World Complete Edition, um, which is also a lot of fun. It's very beat 'em up y. I mean, the same way that the original game was. Um, so it's a lot of fun for it's been so cheap lately. It's like it, I don't know, it's a fun little game to pick up and play. Um, I did do the Tetris Zelda event. So I think I maybe didn't stream. No, it happened, I think, after I finished streaming. Um, huh. It was a Skyward Sword-themed Tetris 99 event where you had to play like a certain number of, of uh, matches and win a certain number of matches, whatever, and you got a, a Zelda theme. Oh, nice. Um, so I did I did that, got my theme, um, which is pretty easy. You just have to play, like, I don't know, five or six rounds and do favorably, you know, like, I don't know, top 30 or so, top 40. How do you even – do you have to, like – I guess my question is, how do you know that these events are even happening? Because I, like, I don't, do you just open the game often enough that you, like, see the announcements in-game? Or, like, is there a I mailing list you lucky. could subscribe to? I literally got lucky enough that, like, I opened it up and it was like, oh, like, there's an event happening or whatever. And I think I may have saw it on, like, Twitter, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's, it, yeah. Ra- like, rarely do I catch any of the, like, the PR emails that Nintendo sends out. Like, oh, like, play this weekend or whatever. I usually miss every one of them. Like, I miss yeah. the Mario event, which, like, is a super cool skin. Um, I don't know. Whatever. I I always seem I to miss them. So I actually have exactly this one. zero skins in that game. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the ones I like a lot. I got. Um, it's a well. It's the one that I usually well, I used to play with a lot. It was the old like Game Boy theme. So it looks like the OG Game Boy, yes. like in green and yellow or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that one's cool. Yeah, it's it's one of the it's like Overwatch events where it's like you you do you know, you play enough during the time and you know you go through and you get the skin or whatever. So. But I've yeah. missed a good amount of them. I missed a lot of them, actually. It's um, fake fan, yeah. As and they then say. we, it, 100% fake fan. Uh, can't keep up. Can barely keep my eyes open. 100% fake fan. <laughs> um, but uh, what else? We played Pokemon Unite. I think that was. I can't remember if that was just me or if that was all of us uh, from last week. But um, I've been playing Maybe. more of it. I haven't played it in another week or so, but. Um, I played some ranked matches and did pretty well, so that's pretty cool. Nice. Uh, there's a big Pokemon um, Pokemon Presents tomorrow, so I'd imagine we'll see some updates for Pokemon Unite, uh, which should be cool. Uh, and then we'll see updates for the new games as well. Yeah. Um, you and I played Back for Blood very briefly. Yes. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, we did not play in the open beta like we said we would, but, you know. <laughs> it's fine. Nothing seems to match up lately. It's okay. Yes. Um, and then instead of playing, or instead of streaming last week... Uh, we actually played games. So, like, I think I impulse bought... Well, I don't think. I know I impulse bought Power Wash Simulator um, because I was like, what do I play? And uh, so I bought Power Wash Simulator, which is, like, the most ridiculous thing. It was kind of like what I didn't like, delve into on stream was it's funny because, like, I really sprained... I sprained my ankle really bad, like, tripping on the way to plug in. We have an electric power washer. I was going to plug in the power washer. Um, and we have this like divot in our yard that I didn't see cause it was like kind of like grown over or whatever. And like my left ankle is super weak to be in with. So at the minute my ankle was like, Oh, we got a little opportunity to roll. And he was like gone. Oh my so, um, yeah. So the, the big like running gag is like, I just wanted to power wash. So I ended up like getting on my crutches and going out and like Lauren supervised me and I power washed, uh, the front, you know, walkway or whatever. Oh, nice. Um, 
yeah, so that was that was like whatever two days after I sprained my ankle. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so the gag was kind of like, okay, now I'm like literally sitting at my computer, like power washing with a soft cast on my ankle because I can't power wash in person. <laughs> anyway, that that's the oh the joke of God. me. Um, and then continuing my series of un, uh, of unfortunate events, uh, you guys can't see it, but three pa- well two panels mainly of my drop ceiling in in the basement here. Our basement's finished, and that's where like I work, and Lauren works over there anyway. Um, the dishwasher backed up or has a leak and water literally just came down like from the ceiling and it was like i don't know maybe literally like a foot away from like the first shelf that i have all like my old video games on mm-hmm. so that was fun and we didn't know what it was we well and then i had like my big case of all my old pokemon cards like right underneath oh it oh my god and thank god that they made this thing like somewhat waterproof mm. because I went through and, like, went through all the cards, and, like, some of the top loaders got wet. Thank God they were all in top loaders, or else they would have been destroyed. Mm. Um, but anyway, it was just, it was, like, the beginning of, like, the, like it was just a mess. So, turns out it was the dishwasher. Ridiculous. Surprise for those of you not paying attention. Appliances are still in, like, incredibly short demand, or incredibly short supply, and uh, still increasing demand, and it's just impossible to get them, um, which is frustrating. I don't know if we call Best Buy to restock, but... We found a good one, and we need to buy white because all of our other appliances are white. So um, it's just it's just always something. Wolf. So the dishwasher is getting delivered tomorrow, and they emailed me, and they're like, "Okay, we're going to be there between seven and one," and that was like the initial email. So they called me and like, "Hey, we're going to be there between eight thirty and twelve thirty. I was like, "Okay, like don't kill yourself, give me a better range. <laughs> like that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Like why are you wasting my time?" Yes. Um. But yeah, so it's just been crazy. And, uh, and like, I am tired of spending money because, like, dishwashers aren't cheap. So, um, but, as some of you know, we got a new little friend who is here. <sighs> Are we going to see Here's him up. on the stream? <gasps> Come here. My best friend. He's, lay- he's, he's laying under my desk. For those that he's aren't like- watching the stream, Paul's been replaced as best friend. Um, here, new best friend, Cooper has been has been uh has been your uh so if you're listening to this on the podcast like on audio only you better watch the the video replay because you're missing okay some he was fast asleep look at him oh my god oh he's so cute are you gonna say hi to everybody oh yes 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 he is so he's probably gonna sleep he's gonna sleep the entire time now he's like okay i'm gonna sleep he's like "Hmm, which then which then turns into him crying all night because <laughs> no. he's only he's only been with us a couple days. So, um, but he's probably just not yeah, used so to in, like waking up in the same house and not being like fostered or whatever. Oh my god! He just sticks his little nose under my chin. He and is just sleeps. the most precious baby angel I've ever seen in my life. He really is. I don't know if we ever even uh, mentioned it for those listening on audio. It's a puppy. <laughs> It's not like yeah. So we rescued we rescued a puppy. We've been looking for a while, and as it usually goes, we like went and went to go look, and then that turned into like oh like we had a couple in mind we wanted to look at, and they were like too big for like our house. And then we saw this guy, and he literally like we picked him up, and he was just like this. He's just like okay, I love you, and I'm like oh, look at him. His head like rolls <laughs> off to the side. He he is so funny. He was laying in my arms earlier. And, like, stretched. And, like, they're so innocent. He's only three months old. Yeah. So he just rolled over and, like, didn't, like, he was just, like, so naive. He's like, okay. 
I'm just gonna roll over. And then <laughs> Did he fall? like I like caught him. I'm like, dude, you're gonna fall. And Lauren was like, well, you caught him, so, like, if you draw, like, so I slowly lowered him down to be like, dude, you're falling. And he's just like, okay, I'm sleeping. <laughs> so, um. Oh, my God. What you doing, bud? So, his name is Cooper, and he is the newest addition to the family. So, he, uh, we actually, we had him, like, officially, officially as of yesterday, um, which felt, has felt like 10 days. But, yeah, and then there was some other chaos that ensued All the yesterday. All puppy so. antics. Good times. Yeah. So oh. he is. Uh, oh, relax, bud. I was just pulling a little. Th- oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's he, like, like oh, freaked out and then just like plopped his head. Um, he's so. Adorable. So he. Uh, yeah. So he's he, uh, he's not house trained. Obviously, he's only three months old. So that's been a a journey. Training a dog or a puppy, especially, is very difficult. Yes. Take it from me. So um, he's. Uh, it's been a lot of um, accidents and a lot of running outside trying to get him to understand and. Um, you know, stuff like that. What's going on, bud? Like, oh. Do you want to say hi to everybody again? <laughs> He's, like, Maybe trying to find sleep. a comfortable position. He's like, hmm, this is an ideal. Maybe this way. Watch. Watch exactly. He's going to, like, like, he climbs into... like, a neck scarf. He literally does. And I'm like, dude, I got to record here, buddy. <laughs> then put him back down. Okay. He's like, you did this to me. No, nah, it's okay. Yeah, I know. Oh, He's he's comfortable. He, at one point, he... Oh, here we go. I can turn. <laughs> You're exposed. You're exposed. Oh. Does he even anyway, know how cute so, he is? I don't think so. <laughs> but yeah, so. so like my office has turned into like a doggy play area mixed with like manically pulling all of my shelves down because of the I leak? put a bunch of video games in like containers and I'm like, I'm never putting stuff up again. <laughs> and anyway, it's just, it has been a series of 24 hours. Like it has just been, it has just been What did I say? When it rains, it so. pours? Yeah, well, literally it poured from the, <laughs> the top the of my ceiling. So, oh my goodness. I mean, like, I don't, I don't know that you can see it, but like, yeah, it's, you can see it on the stream. It, it's but. just, it's just so bad. Like, it just, like, I, I don't even know. But I'm so sorry. So hopefully, all will be, all will be okay when the new dishwasher comes. And uh, yes, yeah. But between the dog and the dishwasher and getting Cooper all the stuff he needs, it's, it's just like, been oh, you like money? Week. <laughs> yeah, literally, oh, we have goodness. spent. An obscene amount of money. Maybe you could start a power washing business. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've heard maybe those I could. Well. Maybe oh, I could. God. Yeah, my... For those of you that are unaware, by the way... Oh, well, I'll tell you guys later. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, okay. Cyberpunk is $10 today at Best Buy? Oh, garbage. Anyways. <laughs> I'll... I just got the email, and they're like, hey, don't forget. I'm, like, still... Which means they probably haven't sold money. Yeah, I'm still holding out hope that, like, in two years, that game will be, like, actually good. But until then, I'm chilling. Um, but anyway, speaking of, well, I don't want to say good games, interesting games I've tried. Um, well, well, so my past two weeks have not been nearly as eventful as yours. Um, but I did play a few other games, obviously Power Wash Simulator. I bought it after you played it and I was like, yeah, no, I want that. Um, and like some of the later jobs, you didn't do the, like the playground or whatever. So you played like the first two levels, which is one was the, the backyard and one was like cleaning the van. After that, there's like a playground, like a whole house that you have to clean. When I say both jobs literally took me two hours each, and I was like, I could be like cleaning my real life bathroom, but like instead of just <laughs> doing virtual chores. But it's so satisfying. I don't know why. I don't know. Um, it's very satisfying. So but. I thought I did. I thought I did the playground. Maybe that was just the backyard. Yeah, you just did the backyard, which had like the. Mm. I don't know if you played since, but on stream at least you only did. The no, backyard. I haven't. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I just did the backyard. Yeah, so like it's fun and. 
obviously. I kind of felt the same way. Yeah. I felt the same way of like, okay, I could be cleaning like with real <laughs> exactly my hands. But then like you get the fumes and whatnot, and like getting all sweaty. But this one, I'm just like sitting there, and I'm like, wow, water. <laughs> you get the fumes <laughs> when you cleaning your bathroom is a struggle. Like last time I cleaned my bathroom, I had to use like vinegar and whatnot, and it's like, oof, this is like I was working, I was like double masking in my own bathroom just to like survive. Stop! I remember you telling it's me crazy. about this. Um, but so Power Simulator is fun. Um, I don't know if I will, I'll dedicate too much more time into it. It's still very much an early access, um, but it's it's fun for what it is. Um, see, there you go. Thanks, Jeff. Someone knows what they're talking about. Heavy chemicals to kill stains. Although the TikTok shower magic trick is the way to go. It's half vinegar, half uh, Dawn dishwashing soap. And you just mix it up in a spray bottle, spray it down onto it. This is specifically for like hard surfaces, not like a shower curtain. Or I guess maybe work, work on a shower curtain. But I use this specifically because I have glass shower doors. And when I say they were sparkling clean, it was such a good time. Um, anyways, besides Power Wash Simulator, I tried Boyfriend Dungeon, which is kind of the new talk of the internet. Um, it was i don't know when it was announced i guess it must have been announced a while ago but it came out uh last week at some point thursday fridays one of those days um so i downloaded it and played it because it's actually on game pass and um i'm glad that i didn't pay money for it because it's not the best game um but so it's called boyfriend dungeon because it's it's like a dungeon crawler but you can also date your weapons like you have a sword that you use and then like the sword turns into a person you can date the sword it's a very interesting concept, um, but it's, for me at least, like, I'm not a big fan of dating simulators in general. It's like, oh, this might be, like, silly and fun, um, but there's a lot of dialogue and talking and not as much of the dungeon crawling, and the dungeon crawling is, like, just okay. It's not, like, super, super satisfying. It's nothing like, you know, Hades or whatever, um, but uh, very interesting game. I'm glad that it's on Game Pass for free and that I didn't spend 20 whole dollars for it, but it is available on Switch. Yeah. Um, I'm but, glad you didn't pay twenty dollars either. Yeah. I, I was reading like reviews on it, and it, it's getting like very mediocre reviews. Yeah, IGN gave it like a six out of ten. Like it's very like middle of the yeah. ground kind of thing. Uh, so it's a, it's good for you know trying for free on Game Pass, and that's kind of the beauty of Game Pass. You get to try all these games, and if one sticks, then you know right. you, you're into it. If not, then no loss, no harm, no foul. Um, speaking of other Game Pass games that I tried, I tried finally tried Valhalla. Or VA eleven Hall A. I don't know what it's actually. Is that on? Is that on Game Pass? That is also on Game Pass. Um, it's like a very retro style, like pixel art kind of game, and you play. It's more of a visual novel than anything, with like a light gameplay aspect, and that one was actually kind of interesting. Um, like I found myself just like it says in the beginning of the game, it's like sit back, relax, grab some snacks, grab some drinks, and just like, you know prepare to like do a lot of reading essentially because it's basically like you're reading a book the premise is you play a bartender in like some cyberpunk city and you like you have to mix them drinks which is not super challenging like there's no real challenge involved there you just have to make sure you're clicking the right ingredients um mm -hmm. but then like you sit there and you just listen to their stories or whatever and like converse with them um so it's interesting but also glad that i didn't like pay real money for it. i'm glad that was an all game pass title as well um, but it's very much yeah. Like so a, it's funny that that's on. It's funny that that's on Game Pass. I didn't realize that. Um, but I, I didn't realize that, and that was one of the games that I got uh, out of my limited run games blind boxes. I oh, got, nice. Valhalla for Switch. Yeah, yeah. So, and I've like been meaning to eventually try it out, but then I watched videos of it, and I'm like, I don't think I would like this. Yeah, that's to, like it's very to call it a game is a stretch. It's very much like a visual novel, um, and like it's. It's interesting, like the stories that you tell are interesting, but it's not something that you play when you want to like actually 
play something. It's more of like, oh, let's, you know, read some stories from cyberpunk, whatever, like cyberpunk short stories. Right. Is what it is. It's very, it's very, uh, look, look into, I mean, if you enjoy visual, like that kind of visual novel, look into, um, I ordered this game from limited run as well, because it looked super interesting. It's called the house and fate of Morgana. House um, Morgana. and it's like, it's about like, uh, it's about like I think it's like a either some sort of death or it's like a mystery horror I think but it seems super interesting and it's very highly rated. Oh, it like, says very highly. Rated. Oh, it came out in twenty twelve. This is old. Yeah, it's an older game that they just they just recently ported over to Switch in like its entirety, and I know it's been on sale before on Switch. It may be on PC as well. Uh, um, yeah, it looks like it was ported to Windows in like twenty sixteen. Um, oh, this is like literally the full-on visual novel i don't know maybe i'm like i'm skipping yeah. through like switch gameplay i'm like there's no gameplay here you're just clicking through dialogue right um, right i think it's I, I like i don't think visual novels are for me but yeah. like i understand that some people are obsessed with them like some people prefer that genre of games yeah um which go off yeah, yeah. imagine being this comfortable like <laughs> you just sleep he everywhere. is so cozy oh what a dream what a life no bills gonna, i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna let him back on the ground though he like he hides in like the corner of my desk now. He like snuggles himself under there and rests his head on my foot, and I'm like, "That's cute." <laughs> He's adorable. So, um, you ready to write down? But yeah, besides those uh, new games, I've just been playing more Hades. I'm trying to fulfill all the prophecies <laughs> or whatever, um, which is much harder than it seems. And realistically, I think the issue is that I'm trying to fulfill more than more than one prophecy all at once, which makes it doubly harder as opposed to just doing everything like one at a time. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm a masochist, I guess, and I like a challenge. Um, just because I know that I'm actually good somewhat at the game. Um, so I'm like, yeah, challenge me. Why not? And then I end up dying. And I'm like, oh, that sucked. But it's still fun. <laughs> um, besides games, I've been watching a lot of Love, Death, and Robots, which is a Netflix original like anthology series. So it's just a collection of like short animated movies, essentially short films, I guess. Um, like all... Mm-hmm. like totally in like not connected to each other so each one's like 10 maybe like 15 minutes tops um and they're all like kind of like sci-fi ish like some are based in like the future and it's about like robots discovering like an old town and some are based in like the past and like different time periods different locales some are in space some are like in ancient times it's very very interesting um i'm really enjoying it a lot but i don't know if you would enjoy it you might it's like because it kind of has a darker edge to it like they're very much adult animation, animated shorts, um, but I don't know. It's like little bite-sized things, and if you don't like one, whatever. The next one will be something completely different. Um, so they just released volume two, and I think each like volume or season has like uh, t- 15 or 20 episodes or something. Um, so it's been a fun little thing to like you know watch while I'm trying to eat lunch. Sorry, Rita. One day I'll, I'll finish Clone Wars, but for now, <laughs> I love Death and Robots. Um, what, uh, what service is this on? Netflix. Oh, okay. Um, and then I saw Jungle Cruise in theaters. Most of Jungle Cruise in theaters. Um, so, the mo- don't spoil it. I'm not spoiling anything. It. It's a. It's from what I've seen. It is enjoyable. It's very much like it uh, gives you uh, like the Mummy or Pirates of the Caribbean one vibes. Um, so like it's enjoyable in that sense. Like it's silly, but it's like it's fun. Um, so the movie starts. A minute in, the projector just cuts to black, and we're like, huh, maybe that, that's a weird transition. Like, I wonder what's going to happen. And then it just doesn't come on. The sound is still playing, so we hear, like, dialogue happening. We're like, 
in a pitch black theater and I'm like okay this is great so i see that no one else is getting up everyone's just content to sit there in pitch black darkness so i'm like i guess i'll go and alert an employee because no one else is taking the initiative so i go and alert an employee which involves me getting into an elevator and like going down two floors because we're in like amc empire and times square which is like it's very difficult to navigate. You can't just like run out of the theater to the concession booth real quick. So go down the elevator, find an employee. I'm like, hey, we're in XYZ theater. The projector just cut to black. Like the movie just started. Can we like restart it? Whatever. She's like, oh, I'll see what we can do. We go back up. She goes into the booth. She's in there for like 10 minutes. And we're just sitting in the darkness, listening to everything that's happening, unaware of what's going on. And we're like, well, great. Like, I don't want to spoil myself. Like, hopefully they'll restart the movie. They don't. They turn the projector on and then we're just you know, 20 or 30 minutes into the movie with no context of what's going on. Um, it's like, okay, well, this is I gotta great. tell you, that would, that would like truly drive me I was really annoyed. And I, I was like, you know what, let me just go with it. And it's still like, it's a simple movie. It's not like you're gonna, like, it's not a super advanced plot or anything, but like, it was annoying because like, towards the end, they make references to things that happened in the beginning or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. They probably, you know, that happened probably in the beginning What I missed or where I missed it um so we're like okay i guess they're not gonna start from the beginning and then the worst part is at the very end like right before it, i don't know like the the climax happened and then there's like you know the the ending scenes or whatever where like everyone's like oh happy whatever it cuts to black again and we missed the entire ending of the movie and we're like great oh my Love god it. so very annoyed but like i don't want to go to a theater again to see it again i would just rather wait until it's free on disney plus and i'll rewatch the scenes that i missed because like I'm not wasting my time to go to the theater to watch because I have so many other movies that I want to watch. Um, there's The Green Knight, which is starring Dev Patel. It's like an A24 movie about King Arthur. There's The Suicide Squad, which has been obviously getting like super rave reviews, and I still haven't gotten a chance to see that. Free Guy came out with the Ryan Reynolds, and that apparently has been uh, getting really good reviews. My roommate even saw it, and he's like a huge, you know, film critic. I guess he's like a filmmaker himself. So, and he even he liked it. So I'm like, okay, great. Um, I don't know, there's like just so many other movies coming out and I'm like I can't keep up. It's tricky because like with with everything going on, I don't know. I don't really have a desire to go to the movie theater, like especially if I have to wear a mask in the movie theater, like I will sacrifice Dolby and all that stuff and just watch yeah, it. Yeah, I mean there's I a, there's some movies that you can't. Like well, The Suicide Squad's on HBO Max, so that's doable, but Free Guy's right. not on any streaming service. Shang-Chi is not going to be on any streaming service, which is another thing that we can discuss later. Um, but the Green Knight is not on any streaming service. Like, there's Werewolves Within is this movie that I've been wanting to see. That's like an independent movie, but it's from this director that did a horror movie oh on Shutter that I really liked. Looks very silly. Werewolves Within is based off of a video game that Ubisoft made. That was like their one of their big. It is, isn't it? Yeah, yes. they made. It's called Werewolves Within. Yes, it's, it's pretty much like Among Us. Yeah, it's like a very like, like silly like it's it's like a horror comedy kind of thing. It's a campy yeah, it's a campy like imposter type scenario yes. where yeah. where Werewolves Within. Here's more useless knowledge for y'all. <laughs> was I believe a launch title for PlayStation VR, uh, de- uh, de- developed well published by Ubisoft. And they put it out, and like it got good reviews, mm. but just like any any other Ubisoft game, like it just it became like a five dollar game very quickly. Interesting. Um, and like there's not a lot of player base to it, so mm. I think Ubisoft's trying to strike while that iron is somewhat still hot, um, because obviously, like I said, it was like the launch of PlayStation VR, so that was a long time ago. Yeah, I mean the movie, it's because it's a limited release, like it's it's not tied to any major. Um any major production company for like distribution so it's a very limited release like you can only see it at the ifc center in new york 
Um, but it's been getting great, really, really good reviews. It's got 86% on Rotten Tomatoes, 81% audience score. Oh, wow. Um, so I've it is very much. That. It is very much a B grade campy type of horror. Yes, movie. like the original Evil Dead. Like, I think they even said that. Yeah, yeah. I think they even said that like in their in their little uh, trailer. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, it's definitely not intended to be like genuinely serious or anything. Um, but that's on my list as well. Like, there's just so many other movies to see. That long story short, I'm not going back to the movie theater just to see Jungle Cruise. It was fun, but I'll watch it on Disney Plus. Um, yeah, at this point, we're probably just going to buy it on Disney Plus and watch it because we've been wanting well. to go see it, and we just haven't made it uh, a priority, obviously. Yeah. And especially with the puppy, busy, it'll be a lot easier. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Or we're just busy dealing with you know dishwashers and all that <laughs> stuff. But one thing on Hades, Hades is on Xbox Game Pass Ultimate now. Yes, and it does have cloud streaming enabled, so you can play it on your phone with touch controls or with an Xbox controller. Mm-hmm. And I played it with, I booted it up just to try it. Um, and tried the touch controls, and it's not like impossible. Like I'm sure that the generation behind, like or whatever, younger than Ahmed and I, are probably like super, really, really, really talented and good because they grew up with that. Like they're the kids that you see that'll like play do Fortnite. all these finger movements. Like they literally play on touch screens, like you and I play on a remote control, which is um, insane to me. But it, it is so insane to me. Like they'll play. Um, I think I saw like one of my cousins or someone playing like PUBG Mobile and. Maybe it was a video that I saw, and they're like pushing all these buttons and like reloading, and they're playing like as if like they're playing with a keyboard and mouse or something that's easier to move, and they're playing with touchscreen controls. I'm like, holy shit! Which is just, I guess if I sorry, I was gonna say it's fascinating to me because it's like, how do you even know where you're touching? Like, (laughs) well, right, but I guess you just get so like. I'd be curious to see if you gave them a different device that had like a two inch bigger screen size, Hmm. would they be able to do the same thing, or is it like a I'm used to my touchscreen. I know the size of it, and that's why I'm good at the movements because it's just repetition yeah. um, of the different areas of your touchscreen. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess if like we were younger and we had that and we had all the time that we used to have, maybe we'd be good at touchscreen controls too. But the fact of the matter is, I'm not. So um, I'm not good at that. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, Hades developing Game Pass. If you haven't played it yet, fantastic game. I think I have up to like 200 hours now combined between Switch and PC. The only reason I won't yeah. be playing it on Game Pass personally is just because I'm not restarting my progress. Um, you, you can't, you can do crossplay between Switch and PC, but you can't do crossplay between uh, those and consoles. Unfortunately, that's that's like so silly to me. I just don't understand. I mean, I I understand, but I don't understand. Yeah. Like, just put it in. Like, how hard could it possibly be? I have no idea. I like but it must be some because Supergiant is a really good developer when it comes to like listening to consumer concerns and like implementing smart things and like that. So. I'm sure that there's some deeper technical issue as to why you can't do a cross save, but I don't know what it is. Right. Right. I mean, let's see what happens. If Switch can do it over to PC, there's got to be a way. Yeah. Who knows? So. All right. Who knows is right. Shall we jump in to the hot news now that we're halfway through the episode? <laughs> I know. Yeah, so let's jump into it. Uh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I'm sitting here like I read so much about this that I still don't get the jokes. Anyway. I'll take the first one. Idris Elba is Knuckles, apparently. Uh, so he posted a picture on his uh, on his Twitter and said, knock, knock, dot, dot, dot. Hashtag Sonic Movie 2, hashtag Knuckles. And literally it's a picture of Knuckles' fist um, animated presumably in the same fashion as um, as the uh, as Sonic and the other characters in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie from, what, two years ago? Two, three years um, ago, I, I guess two, three years ago, yeah. So it's, um, yeah, so this is interesting. The internet is expected, 
completely on fire. Um, so, you know, Xbox tweeted back at them at uh, Edge Selva and said, we expect some sick beats from Knuckles. Um, and there's just all these all these ridiculous things. Idris Elba um, is such an interesting man. Like, what can't he do? He sings, he acts, now he's Knuckles. <laughs> like, so I'll be DJs. honest with you. Remind me where Edris Elba is from. What do you mean where is he from? Like, what he's... No, like, what is he in? Like, I, I recognize him, but I, like, need to go look at, like... Let's see. What movies he's in. He is in... Well, he's in The Suicide Squad. Um... Yes, yes, yes. Yep, I pieced that part He's, together. Yeah, what's his name? Heimdall in Thor. Um, oh, okay, okay, okay. He was in Pacific yep, Rim, which you still have to Carl see. said that too. Yeah, yeah. He's in Fast and the Furious. He's in Thor. He was in Finding Dory, apparently, which I didn't know, but okay. Apparently, he's also going to be in The in... Jungle Book 2, which I didn't realize is a thing that's happening. I didn't know that either. Interesting. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy... Volume. Uh, we got spoilers up in here. <laughs> we got spoilers up in here. Ain't they're nesting. Um, but yeah, so he's been in a lot of things, and he also DJs and he does a bunch of other random stuff. He's a interesting, a bit of a renaissance man, and now he's Knuckles. And you remember that Vine or not Vine? That video that's like from that dude Gabriel Gundak or whatever who was a Viner, and it was like Zendaya is Michi. That's what I think of every time someone's like, Idris Elba is Knuckles. I'm like, oh, Zendaya is Michi. Okay. From that Trolls movie or whatever. That's yeah, yeah, deep, yeah. That's a deep meme, but I'm always oh thinking about it. gosh. Anyways. Anyway, I so, that was wild. Uh, okay, cool. Well, thank you for the Idris Elba um, rundown. A little lesson there. Yes. Yeah, the rundown. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, this is interesting. Um, a lot of people have reacted in many, many different ways. Go look at the internet. Yes. Um, Among Us game responded with yes, hello. <laughs> that's I'm just gonna, that's Please. like the first one that comes up for me is Among Us. Oh no! Did you see this? There's... Someone put now for now for Tales and put Tales the Fox: The Journey to the Hell, <laughs> and it's that haunted fox meme from like literally a thousand years. Oh, ago. that fox that's sitting with like his legs crossed. Yeah, <laughs> I just I just sent it to the chat. Oh my God. Ew. <laughs> Why are people like this? There's a lot of cursed replies to this. Just go look up Idris Elba's tweet, and uh, just go sc- and just scroll yeah, a little bit to the replies. Um, speaking of the Suicide Squad that Idris Elba is also in, apparently the movie only scored, you know, despite being fantastically well received, only scored twenty six point five million dollars at the box office, which is kind of unfortunate. Um, but it yeah. is, should be noted that obviously it's on HBO Max for free. No premiere access, $30 extra surcharge, whatever. Like, it is available for free to watch from the comfort of your own home. So this isn't too, too surprising. But I sure hope that the actors don't also have, like, a Scarlett Johansson situation where their contracts depended on um, depended on box office performance. But to quote from Box Office Mojo, five summers ago, five summers ago the DC supervillain extravaganza Suicide Squad had a massive 13, or sorry, $133.7 million opening weekend at the North American box office. Despite those eye-popping numbers, critics and audiences were left unimpressed by the film. This weekend, the complete opposite happened. Critics and audiences loved the big-budget follow-up, The Suicide Squad, but its theatrical receipts were underwhelming, pulling in just $26.5 million in its debut weekend. In the age of COVID, it appears that up is down, black is white, and blockbusters just ain't what they used to be. Um, so Yeah, so I mean, this uh, this sucks, right? So it's... It's unfortunate, but this is obviously a direct 
correlation to COVID. So um, I agree with you. I put the, (laughs) I saw you put here, I don't want to read any more in fear of spoilers. 100% agreed. I did the same thing. I opened this article and I was like, okay, that's unfortunate. I'll read this after. I I didn't put that there. You Um, put that there. I just left it in there. (laughs) Oh, anyway, that's why I agree with it because I put it there. Um, But yeah, so uh, you're right. I did put that there. I am extremely tired. You put it there last week. Um, so it's okay. you could be forgiven. I did put it there last week. <laughs> it, it's so funny. Cooper's trying to find a way to like lay on my foot, but also not lay on my foot. What are you doing? Do you, have you guys gotten anyway. him like a doggy bed? Um, we ordered one today, and literally, if I showed you this bed, you'd be like, "I want one for myself." <laughs> it's literally a dog cave. Like, it's what you do. I was gonna say, if you guys it's have like, like a heating pad or something, maybe like he just wants to warm up your foot. Clearly, so like maybe get a heating pad in the doggy bed or something like that. Unless the dog um, is fancy. I think I'm gonna, I, I think I'm gonna put um, like my shirt in his crate with him, mm. like because he like really just like for comfort. Like he, he, yeah, he kept stealing my socks today, mm. and I'm like, why do you want my socks? <laughs> and then my coworker's like, it has your scent on it. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's cute. Yes. Um, but anyway, yeah. So uh, where was I? Uh, spoilers. Oh, I mean, this it just sucks. And like like you said, the whole thing with the contracts, like that is getting super iffy and which we'll go into in just a second here and you mentioned shang chi as well yes uh same deal goes there where there's a lot of fear over that but um it, it sucks i mean definitely watch it on hbo max I, i'd imagine that the more views views we you know the the movie gets on hbo max uh the better it'll you know hopefully the better it'll be received yeah um because it's going to hit home video soon as well. So yes. when I say home video, that's my uh, 1905 speaking. But you know what I mean, <laughs> 1905. Right? So on home digital, video. Digital, 4K, Blu-ray. VHS. Yeah. Disney DVD, VHS. Oh uh, what's that other one? Laserdisc? Not Laserdiscs. So. Oh, my goodness. Um, but, yeah, so, like, tying right into what Ahmed was saying, right? So, like, our next article that we have is, you know, Disney cutting ties with Scarlett Johansson. So this comes from WDWNT, which, uh, if you didn't know, Almost all of these websites, uh, the Walt Disney World news websites, are all clickbait articles. <laughs> except um, for this one. But, except for this one, yeah, this is, I mean, <laughs> not except for this one, but, I mean, some of them are like, like I saw one the other day, I think it was on WDW Magic, and I know Ryan's going to get upset, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> because I, I poke fun at WDW Magic a lot, but that was like the first Disney forum that I joined. And it's like, Disney secretly changes name of Boba Fett Starship. Um, and I'm like, okay. And, like, instead of the Slave 1 that it was called for, you know, since the inception of it, they've now changed the name of the ship to Boba Fett Starship. And that's because Lego changed the name of the set to Boba Fett Starship. This came out a while ago. And, like, the other day I got it pushed to me. And I'm like, guys, like, I knew this. Get out of here. Um, the worst, old news, the worst articles from them are the one where it's like, two major attractions broken down for days or, like, hours or something. And it's like, okay, the ride was and down. It's like, I'm sad to report that not only did the carousel break down... But like, I don't. Know, I can't I even think like of a stupid the fa- one. The jumping fountains at Epcot aren't working. The jumping fountains. <laughs> like, hell, like they're like major, major d- destruction or whatever. And it's like, chill out. Um, I gotta. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look up some of those. It's gonna be drag WWE magic. So to be fair, I'm pretty sure that um, the original person that started WWE magic like sold it off. Mm. Um, to somebody else, which I think is kind of was the beginning of the end. But they're still not bad. You just have to know what you're looking for. Like one of the articles 12 hours ago, Walt Disney World 50th anniversary banners arrive at the Magic Kingdom. Like I guess that's important if you're reporting on this stuff. Like when camera camera appears on the top of Spaceship Earth. Yeah, it's like the tiniest news updates. Because like obviously things aren't happening that often, but you got to get your news somewhere. 
Um, but anyway, do you want to take the actual news article that we pulled? Oh yeah, yeah. Now that I'm done, I'm done ranting. Uh, so this one comes from WWNT, who also posts clickbait articles. Yes. Um, and they said uh, so. This I might wrote. Oh, well, maybe I wrote. Apparently, I, I no, I wrote that anything, one. But Disney said R.I.P. Scarlett Johansson. So the article is titled "Disney Cutting Ties with Scarlett Johansson and Tower of Terror Film is Canceled." Uh, so they go on to say, following Scarlett Johansson's lawsuit, which we previously covered in a uh, previous episode, um, lawsuit against Disney over Black Widow's release on Disney+, Plus, uh, Disney is cutting all ties with the actress and canceling projects involving her. According to Giant Freaking Robot, sounds legit, hmm. uh, this includes the previously announced Tower of Terror film. Johansson was set to produce and star in the movie. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, the bottom line is this, right? I mean, I understand, and like, and I think that I think that Black Widow falls into a very peculiar spot of this whole, like, pandemic. Movies released during the pandemic or planned to release during the pandemic. That whole situation. I think it's very unique because Black Widow was pushed so many times and they were very stern about, like, that was the one movie. It was never like, hey, we're releasing on Disney+. Plus. It's like, hey, it's pushed out for six months. Hey, it's pushed out for another six months. Hey, it's pushed out for another three months, right? Like, Soul was the first big one. It was like, hey... Soul's coming to Disney Plus for, for uh, Christmas time, right? And at that point, I think Black Widow was supposed to release in, like, March. Then it was supposed to release in, like, November. Yep. And it just kept getting pushed back, right? And then eventually it released in July. Um, and even then, during the Investor Day uh, that Disney had to announce all the Disney Plus stuff, it was like, hey, Black Widow is coming. It's coming in July. It's coming to theaters. They weren't like, hey, it's also coming to Disney Plus through Premier Access, right? Yeah. It was just, hey, it's coming to theaters. And everybody was like, well, why don't you give it the, the, the premiere access treatment, right? Then they did, and then what we didn't know is all the ancillary bullshit that is going on between of, like, how their contract was written and how that wasn't changed. And, like, shame on Disney at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Because they should be willing to work with these actors and actresses that are obviously going to lose money as well. And this isn't like a, oh, hey, we're bleeding, so you're going to bleed too. Like, there has to be some level of fairness and respect. And then... Um, you know, I think we reported previously about like Kevin Feige being like infuriated about the whole situation yeah. because he looks out for the talent because he's looking forward to where are we going to bring Black Widow back into the MCU or what other things are we going to do where we could leverage her talent. And he's forward looking, whereas unfortunately this is like the corporate side of it. And granted, you know, Scarlett Johansson sued Disney. So doing that automatically, you know, going in. There's a good shot that that relationship is gone. Yeah. I mean, you know, and that's going to be what it's going to be. But on, on the flip side, if it's, hey, you know, I'm owed this money for starring in a movie that did pretty well and they're not willing to pony up the money, which is their side of the bargain, then what else do you do but sue, right? Yeah. No, it's it's super shitty because it could have been so easily avoided if they just renegotiated the contract. Like, that's all that needed to be done. Because it's like right. releasing it just on Disney Plus or just in theaters or whatever is like it's like we see with the suicide squad it's usually successful but it's not making that much money at the box office like i see the benefit in releasing things to streaming but the contract should have absolutely been negotiated if it was exclusively dependent on box office performance which brings us into right. shang chi only being released in theaters and not on on streaming if if the suicide squad is to you know set any kind of example i don't think that shang chi is probably going to do that well in theaters and there's gonna be no alternative for people that don't want to go see it like me living in New York or us living in like the tri-state area where like COVID numbers relative to the rest of, you know, America are relatively low. Um, you know, we, I think I would be more comfortable to see it in the theater here. Like, I mean, I just saw Jungle Cruise last week in a theater. Um, but 
people that live in like Florida or Texas or something where they don't want to necessarily be in a theater because COVID numbers are, you know, insane and there's like breaking record number of cases every day. Like there's no alternative for that. And it doesn't seem like Disney's willing to negotiate. They're just making these decisions on behalf of their talent and on behalf of all these people that work so hard for these films to the detriment of everybody. Like, I don't know. This seems like there's some really shitty decision making. I understand we're in you know, God forbid I say this word, but, you know, unprecedented times. Everyone's always talking about unprecedented times. But, like, I know this is uncharted waters, essentially, when it comes to releasing movies, but I don't know. I just don't understand why the contracts aren't being renegotiated in a way that it benefits everyone that's involved with the with the film. So, very silly, but Shang-Chi comes out in two or three weeks, and I'm excited for it regardless, um, and hope that I it does well. I will tell you right now that I can almost guarantee you at the 11th hour that they're going to say it'll be on Premiere Access, because... The fact of the matter is, is that I don't, states are starting to shut down again. Who said that it's not going to be in theaters or not going to be on streaming? I remember, I doubt they're going to do that so late in the game because Black Widow we knew was coming to Premier Access at least like a month or two in advance. Um, Premier. I don't know, homie. Access. Da -da -da. Marvel fans say, see, yeah, Marvel fans saying seeing Shang Chi in theaters is not worth the risk. It's coming from movie web, which Marvel fans probably like. They're just quoting, you know, two or three people on Twitter. But right, um, yeah. Last Thursday, Disney CEO Bob Chapek confirmed during a financial results call there will be no immediate streaming option for the movie. So I don't know. Just really okay. weird decision making all around. I don't like Bob Chapek. August seventeenth, I said what I said. See y'all in like two. Weeks. <laughs> See y'all in two weeks. I'm just going to go on record. I'm serious. Like, it's just, it's going to be, it, it's going to be, I mean, look at how even Raya, every time I hear water, I'm like waiting for it to come down. Um, every time I, I, you know, we talked about Raya and like Raya was kind of like rotting on Disney plus because theaters were barely even open when it was on, right? Yep. When it came out. And like a lot of people are like, what's Raya? What's Raya? And then the minute it hit Disney plus, people are like, oh my God, did you see Raya and the Last Dragon? That was incredible. And I was yeah. like, yeah, like it's really good. But it's just it's just such a weird time, and I think that wasn't Raya released like, on premiere at the same on the same day that it was in theaters. It was, yeah. but that was like you know that was a movie that a lot of people were like, oh, I'm not going to pay thirty dollars or whatever. Like a lot of like people that I know like waited. Oh, it was free. and then once it was free, they're like, oh yeah, remember Raya? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm it's, it's, um, it's just so many frustrating decisions are being made, and like I don't know, maybe this is unfounded, but I just can't stand Bob Chapek. I feel like this wouldn't have happened under Iger's watch. Nobody, nobody likes him. <laughs> like, but that's that's besides the point, right? Yeah. Like I don't, I don't, I don't think like I think that. I just I just highly doubt that this would have happened were Iger still a CEO. Like he would not have let the relationship with Scarlett Johansson go so far south. Right. Right. He wouldn't Fair. like. Yes, I agree. I, I My point know. is though is I think that like we got to give some credit where credit's due. Right. I still don't think that any of the major movie providers or any of the major movie producers, I'll say, have gotten, like, have nailed down the what happens when you can't go to the movie theater scenario, right? Yeah. Like, you've got Warner Brothers who said, okay, put everything on, on HBO Max and let's sell HBO Max, right? Yeah. Like, let's partner with HBO, right? Okay, well, that's one thing, right? Then they're making, you see Suicide Squad's numbers. Everybody's like, I'll either use a trial of HBO Max or whatever that looks like and watch Suicide Squad and be done yeah. with it, right? Then you've got... Um, Pixar movies that have just been getting thrown on Disney Plus for free, and then you've got Pixar employees that are pissed, and rightfully so, because their movies were made like Luca would have been like a big splash, Soul would have made a big splash, right? Yeah. Um, and same thing with Marvel. I mean, you know, we saw 
Black Widow in theaters, and it was awesome, right? And then, you know, and that, I don't know. It's just, there's so many different ways to go about it that I just don't think that anybody knows. And I think that, like, Suicide Squad, well, even Disney is trying to, like, push people to go back to the theater, um, but I don't think it's safe to go back to the theater still. Like, it's just, I I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm stupid, but... uh, No, it's... No one knows what's going on anymore. Every, like, I mean, we're in things change every day. We are in unprecedented times. Say it. I mean, you said it already. Unprecedented once, but like, times. Like, yeah, well, yeah, but literally, it is. It's like it is unprecedented times. Yes. Like, as much as we hate to say it and hate to be like, you know, doom and gloom, I mean, that's the reality of it. Yes. So, um, so do your part and uh, get educated. Talk to your provider about uh, getting talk to your provider. Talk to uh, talk to your doctor and see if Moderna is right for you today. Anyways, literally talk to your doctor and see if the COVID nineteen vaccine is right for you. And I'm pretty sure it might it's, be. It is. Please go get vaccinated. Um, <laughs> last to wrap out our entertainment news and jump into gaming news. Uh, we have like 12 minutes left in the episode. We always do this. We're like, oh, it's gonna be such a short episode. There's no news. Here we are. Um, this is actually kind of exciting. This is something that I didn't even know was happening, but Star Wars fans probably already did. So I won't even you know try to pretend like I'm a real fake or a real fan here. Um, but Star Wars Visions had its trailer drop today. It's an upcoming Disney Plus series. Um, this one comes from Gizmodo, by the way. Upcoming Disney Plus series where various Japanese anime studios have produced their own take on the galaxy far, far away. Um, but never... Okay, yeah. So Gizmodo's just saying that it looks simply phenomenal. Um, so it's nine different episodes. They're all self-contained stories. Like it's an anthology series. Um, and they're all done by different anime studios with different casts and whatnot. And some of the voice, uh, some of the names and like the voice casts here are pretty big. Um, like we got in one of the episodes, Lucy Liu is voicing a character. Um, in another episode, we got let's see, Neil Patrick Harris is voicing someone, David Harbor, Jordan Fisher, um, Henry Golding, uh, George Takei, Simu Liu is one of them. Like, there's a lot of fairly big names um that are so each of the episodes is like by done by a completely different studio i'm not a big anime fan at all so i couldn't tell you what any of these mean um but like it'll be one of them's behind the studio that did pro mare which i see on my twitter timeline now and again so i know that that one's big um i don't don't know any of these other ones oh someone one other one's done by the the studio that did ghost in the shell um some another one did batman ninja movie i don't even know what that is um, so it looks to be very interesting. The trailer looks pretty good. Um, but yeah, it'll be available on Disney Plus. I don't know when exactly. Actually. September 22nd. September 22nd. Thank you. Or September 23rd. I'm watching the trailer now. I didn't see the trailer. Yeah. So it looks like it could uh, be September 22nd. Very interesting stuff. For September This looks months. like, and I, I'm not like one for anime either, but this looks really cool. Like this is yeah, because totally different. Every single episode is like a completely different anime style. Like done by a completely different studios or whatever, and I don't know. It looks like it could be really interesting. Yeah, I mean it. It looks super cool. I mean, I'm for nine episodes. I'll watch this. Yeah, why not? Um, so you get some. It's uh, and it's coming to Disney Plus. Yeah, which and it'll is be nice. actually have. So I don't think this was. Sorry, go ahead. So I was saying the voices that I was mentioning were for the English dub specifically, but there is like an original Japanese audio with subtitles if you prefer to watch your anime that. Oh, way. anyways, that's the show that I watched. Um, oh, you watched the, the Japanese it. one. <laughs> Yeah, I watched with subtitles. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it looks really good. I don't think that um, I don't think this was previously announced. Uh, so according to Gizmodo, can... they said we've gotten glimpses of Star Wars Visions in the past, but never anything like this. So this is the first like real, real trailer. Oh yes, yes, yes. Star Wars Visions special at Disney Plus. This was July third. 
Yeah. Anyway, so I guess it was previously okay. announced very vaguely, but not, not a, not a big in a trailer yeah, yeah. like this. But exciting stuff. Something right. to look forward to. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Cool. And then that wraps up our updates for uh, the entertainment side of the house. And then not much on the video game side of the house. But we can jump into that, starting with some of the general topics here. Um, Activision Blizzard. Some updates here coming from IGN. Uh, three senior Blizzard developers uh, are reportedly no longer with the company amid Activision Blizzard allegations. So um, more bullshit coming out of these uh, two studios. Uh, quoting the IGN article here, three senior Blizzard executives, or excuse me, employees, are no longer with the company, according to a new report by Kotaku. Diablo 4 director uh, Louis Bariga, lead level designer Jesse McCree, and World of Warcraft designer Jonathan LaCraft have reportedly been let go amid the ongoing allegations of harassment and abusive culture within Blizzard. Their names are no longer on the company directory, and a source within Blizzard confirmed to IGN that they have also been removed from the company's Slack channel. Uh, that's how you know. Um, both McCree and LeCraft were tied to the recent Cosby Suite report, which revealed w- that developers, Blizzard developers would gather within a hotel suite to drink and make sexual remarks about women. It has been tied to the reported frat culture that led to California suing Activision Blizzard. Last month, Bariga had been with Blizzard since 2006 and worked on Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls and World of Warcraft Legion. Um, Sayonara, you know, go and, you know, I, I just... I just have no patience for this yeah. whole sort of thing, right? And, like, I just I just don't have any patience for the it. It's pretty simple. The most random thing that I'm learning as a result of this is that there was someone at the company named Jesse, Jesse McCree, and that's probably what they named the Overwatch character off of. Like, mm. I did not realize that at all. Um, but, actually, I remember seeing articles about people saying, like, Overwatch League broadcasters are no longer, like, saying McCree on streams or whatever i'm like what are they saying then like what's oh. the, but i didn't click into it because it seemed like clickbait stuff so i'm like whatever so now there's that cowboy again that makes sense yeah <laughs> the gunslinger like i don't know or maybe they're just calling it by yeah. like the player that's playing the character but uh very right. interesting stuff it it um, is and you know hopefully hopefully they clean house and get all these you know people that were associated with all this stuff out of there because at its core they make great games um and it's unfortunate to hear about the toxic frat boy culture that has existed for who knows how long now. Yes. Um, so hopefully they, uh, you know, hopefully they, hopefully they get rid of all kind of people. an awakening and the company is kind of renewed. But I guess we'll see what the future holds. Yes. Speaking of the future. Yes, we shall. Diablo 2 Resurrected um, had an early access beta that we both missed. Uh, but Logan played, and Logan was very satisfied with it. And I think you can speak more to this because you played Diablo two with him. That's like literally where you met him. I did. So. That's where yeah, that's where Logan and I met. We met through playing Diablo two. So um, yeah, I played a lot of this game way back in the day. And it's funny because like as I look at it, I'm like I like I used to have like I used to have such good characters in this game that like I can't even fathom. Like it'd be cool to play again, but like I don't know if I'd really like. I don't know how much I'd actually play. I don't, I don't have time anymore. Like, yeah. it's a game that I'd want to get on Switch because I could, like, play it on the go and stuff, like, when I have time, offline, whatever. But, um, but yeah, so, anyway, the roadmap to launch. Uh, the game does launch September 23rd. So, leading up to it, we did just miss the early access beta. It actually ended yesterday. The open beta starts this weekend, though. So, it runs from August 20th to the 22nd. Um, and then, like I said before, with launch day leading up to September 23rd. So, um, nice. it's... Uh, yeah, it's interesting coming to Switch, PS5, 4, Xbox One, Xbox Series XS, all that. Good My stuff. brain, I'm like, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, let's go. Um, Literally, oh, stop. <laughs> um, I don't even know. I think it's on all the systems. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure entirely sure, but that sounds right. Because it's just a, a port of, a, what, 15, 20 year old game at this point? 
Um, yeah, that game is old. Yes, I remember actually playing so, it when in Egypt on my like aunt's really old computer that would shut down when it overheated, and they didn't have internet, so I was just playing like single player, and I was enjoying the hell out of it, but I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> so it's interesting. It doesn't look like it's getting a physical release. It's just getting a digital release. That doesn't surprise me, but I assume that yeah, like uh, limited run would do something for it eventually. Maybe, hopefully, I don't know. Oh God, uh, <laughs> yeah, they probably will. As your wallet trembles in the will. corner. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've, I've like, I'm slowly falling off that bandwagon. But yes, I, yes. I'm like, imagine paying thirty five dollars for a five dollar game. <laughs> so couldn't be anyway. me. Um, I will, I will look into, I will look into this here yes. and see what Diablo Two's coming out on. Yeah, Cause I, I'm pretty sure it's coming out on Switch, but I didn't see it. I only saw. I only saw. I might be um, wrong. I don't. I don't know why I thought Switch as well. That makes sense, but maybe it no. It's coming out on Switch. There you go. It's coming out on Switch. I see it right here. Perfect. Uh, why is there no price? Maybe it's not available to pre-order yet. It is a mystery. Um, speaking of games that no one ever plays, uh, Marvel's Avengers is finally getting its Black Panther expansion. Um, and apparently, people that do actually play this game are saying that the character they like uh, the new character. So, um, this one comes directly from Square Enix. Um, War for Wakanda, or yeah, War for Wakanda is a free update for anyone that owns the base game. The expansion tells an original Black Panther story inspired by the comics and consulted on by Black Panther writer Evan Narcisse. Uh, Ulysses Claw has an infiltrated infiltrated Wakanda's borders to mine the nation's precious vibranium, putting King T'Challa uh, T'Challa's leadership to test. The king, of course, is our new playable hero. His abilities reward defensive play, blocks and parries, build your intrinsic meter that, uh, when full, allows you to release a full burst of kinetic energy, much like the films. Um, and presumably the comics, probably. Uh, he can also be uh, played as a fierce predator too, with unique pounce mechanic that lets you grapple large and small enemies to the ground, uh, attacking them with your vibranium claws. Um, so, hmm. for those that still play the game, it's free. Go ahead and download it. It looks I've, you own this game, I'm pretty sure. So maybe you can play it and tell us. I do. I got it. I got it for free. I might. I might give this a whirl. I haven't booted that game up in uh, I don't know, literally forever. No one's so surprised. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> I don't think many yeah, people have. <laughs> like, I booted it up and tried it, and I'm like, okay, this is, like, whatever. Yeah, maybe you can play it, it on stream or something. Do you own it on, you own it on Xbox? I have it on PlayStation. On PlayStation, okay. So. PlayStation. Yeah, it's not, I don't know, it's nothing It's nothing crazy. The single-player campaign of what I played was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I think at this point, like, even with games, like, uh, remastered games, like, you know, they're Crash Remastered and Spyro Remastered, like... I'll play them and I'll be like, wow, this is so much fun, like nostalgia trip. And then I'm like, there's so many new games I gotta be playing. Why am I playing games that I already played when I was a kid? Like, what am I doing? Meanwhile, me playing Rogue yeah. Tycoon. But that's besides the I point. I know, literally. <laughs> I still. That's besides the point. I have to beat that game. My I made a goal on stream months ago that I would beat Rogue Tycoon before I turned 30, so I can finally close that chapter. And but. I got like a little over a month left, so we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if I get mm -hmm. that. Maybe I'll play it tonight. Believe it when I believe it when I see it. Uh, anyways, do you want to take this next one? Sure. Um, so apparently Fortnite is sus, according to a med. Uh, I don't believe it. Um, but Fortnite's got a new imposter mode. So this one comes from Polygon. Uh, Fortnite has another new Among Us style mode. And this time it's a lot closer to its inspiration. Epic revealed the mode on Tuesday as part of Fortnite's latest patch. The new limited time mode is called Imposters and it features 10 players, 8 agents and 2 imposters in each match. All 10 players are aboard the bridge on the island, also like Among Us. And the agents are trying to complete tasks that will help them arrive at their destination safely. 
Imposters try to eliminate the agents without having their identity discovered. Whenever things seem a little too suspicious, or once a player's body is found, all the rem remaining players convene to discuss who the imposter might be. While this might sound a whole lot like Among Us, Fortnite's version of the mode does have a few additions. For instance, imposters can occasionally teleport every player in the game to a random location, disorienting them and hiding the imposter's wow. Imposter's suspicious behavior. Imposters can also temporarily make everyone in the game look like Peely, Fortnite's banana skin, uh, or mascot, sorry, to help them escape a tight situation. Um, on top of these powers, they can also sabotage the bridge and freeze tasks to to freeze task progress and slow down the agents, just like the imposters in Among Us. So, you know, Fortnite does a lot of these limited time modes, so it's not entirely surprising that they copied yet another one. But, <laughs> Carlos, yeah. like, imposters. That's exactly what I saw. I'm like, imposters. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't think Fortnite's ever been, uh, what's the word, modest about how much they borrow from other games. Um specifically PUBG, so this isn't like above them anyway so i'm not super surprised but i guess it's limited time so it's just kind of like a for fun kind yeah of it's just for them to stay relevant and try something different yeah. uh it, what i do like though is that they um what i do like is that they make this like little trailer for all these game modes even though they're limited time and stuff like that so yeah it's pretty neat and if we watch the little video here spend a lot of time uh you know I don't know. The CG, the trailers and, like, the CG that they use in the trailers, like, makes it look so cool. And you're like, wow, I can't wait to play this. And you actually play it and you're like, oh, never mind. This I just, know. It's nothing like it. <laughs> it's nothing. It's just kids building houses going up, like, 17 stories in two seconds. And you're like, how do you have fingers that move that fast? Like, right. <laughs> and I sit there and I build, like, one floor and I'm like, hold up. <laughs> it's like, wait, what button is this again? <sighs> My board is stolen. Oh, God. I'm so bad at building. It's ridiculous. It's a joke. It is absolutely a joke. Yeah. It, it is truly a joke. Um... Anyways, moving on to PlayStation-specific news. Um, so I think we discussed this last episode vaguely, um, that PlayStation or PS5 was getting an update to support external SSDs, um, but no one kind of like... Internal, internal SSDs. Sorry, internal SSDs, yes. Um, but no one really knew like how it was performed or whatever. There was just the announcement that, they, that the patch was finally ready. Um, so Digital Foundry, who is notorious for like testing every bit of, you know specification of every piece of tech that comes out um did some tests on the additional storage in P uh, on a ps5 and they bought a samsung 980 pro ssd which for reference for one terabyte costs uh 230 msrp or you know 229.99 um mm -hmm. versus the xbox expansion card that's just you know kind of plug and play in the back of your xbox also one terabyte is 219.99 um so it's a little it's ten dollars cheaper but that's just the SSD that they tested with. There are other SSDs that are also compatible um, according to Sony's specifications, but with the one that they tested with, the performance was essentially the exact same, if not better, over the stock drive. Um, in games like Ratchet and Clank, which depend heavily on the SSD's performance, it was literally the exact same thing, like no difference at all. Um, and when loading PS4 games specifically, like that don't necessarily take advantage of uh, you know, the hardware and the actual gameplay, it's more so loading times. Games actually loaded faster with the uh, with the expansion drive, with the Samsung one, than the uh, stock internal drive, um, which was which interesting. Which is so crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's so crazy. So, um, yeah, it's that's good news. I mean, besides the, the hassle of taking apart your PS5 and messing with screws, supposed to just the plug-and-play kind of memory card, um, it doesn't seem like there will be too many issues with SSDs. I think Ratchet & Clank is kind of the best test for that kind of thing. Um, I don't think any other upcoming games utilize the SSD 
to such an extent in their in like the core of the gameplay. Um, so I think if that's good, then that's we should be good moving forward. Um, and I think like we said both said before, like I don't think we're in any rush to upgrade our internal storage just yet. It's not been filled. Um, but when the time comes, things will hopefully be a little cheaper, a little faster, and then you re kind of yeah. really don't have to worry about it at all. Mine's been filled with like garbage. <laughs> like I just like hoard games, yeah. um, especially some of the free games. But yeah, I it's not something that I need. I don't. I don't need that yeah. stuff. And so things install uh, super quick, if, especially if you have a fast internet. There's no longer like waiting an hour for you know your PS4 to copy data, which was always a disaster. Um, so that's right. Good. Right, yeah. It's uh, I don't know. It, it, like the whole the whole heatsink thing is something that I think that more and more people are starting to talk about. Where it's you know, like you need to hit. Well, it's recommended that you get a heatsink on your uh, on the um, on the SSD that you put in. Yeah, and I don't know. It's just it's just strange. I mean, to there's me. a reason the PS5 is shaped like the weird monolith that it is, and it's because it runs hot. Like right. you were mentioning before that you're going to move your PS5 into a cabinet, and I'm like. I mean, it's quiet. It doesn't run loud, but it runs hot. And I know this because I sit with it right next to me when I'm streaming off of it, and it's like, like heat. It is a radiator. Yeah. Like there's a reason that it's shaped like that. So the heatsink thing does not surprise me at all. Um, but it's just it's more so the issue of like making sure it's the right size or whatever. But I'm sure like SSD manufacturers like Western Digital and Samsung and whatnot will make like specialized ones that like compatible with PS5. Um, and yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, we shall see. See, shall. I, I haven't. I don't sit next to it, so I I trust you. Yes, I believe you. She's spicy. Um, so one quick thing: Diablo Two Resurrected is only available digitally. Um, I did confirm that here, and I don't see it on any of the retailer sites. Um, do you remember Orcs Must Die? Did you go to that whatever conference that was with me? I can't remember which one it was. Orcs Must Die. I played and I talked to the developers of Orcs Must Die One. Anyway, I don't know. It anyway, I just realized that they made a third one that was exclusive to the Stadia but just came out on Xbox um about a month there ago. There was a first and second anyway, one? I've never heard of them. There was a first one. I didn't know there was a second one or well, or a third one for that matter. Uh, but I think they've always been like PC exclusive. But anyway. Oh, it's like a tower it's, defense. Uh, yeah. Interesting. But a little bit different. So you like run around and well, yeah, it's like a tower defense game but you like run around as a character as opposed to like just over being the top like, like god in the sky kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I've so, heard of it. Um, but, yeah, good yeah. stuff. Um, all right, we're running on fumes here. So we've got uh, Game Pass updates for this month uh, featuring the game that Ahmed has been uh, hotly awaiting, 12 minutes, uh, coming to cloud, console, and PC. Yes. Uh, you know what? Let me just read all of them when they're coming here. So available today, Humankind for PC, uh, Need for Speed Heat, uh, on cloud via EA Play, which is a part of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Star Wars Battlefront 2 coming to cloud via EA Play. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is coming to cloud via EA Play, which is pretty awesome. Like, you can play that game on your phone now? Anyway. The game is so good. It is uh, it is so good. Like, I am obsessed with that. The only thing that Not that I've played it after I beat it, but... The only thing that worries me about it being on cloud is, like, the latency. Because the timing of your parries is so important in that game that the latency might be an issue, but maybe not. I don't know. Maybe you just have to look at Yeah, we were, we were on we're on vacation visiting uh, family in California, and I actually played via the remote play app on my iPad on my PS4. Mm. And like, there's a little bit of latency, but once you like get once you like nail down like how much the latency is, it's pretty. You kind of get used I to mean, it. Like you get used to it. Yeah. yeah. 
So okay. that was because I was like obsessed with the game, and I'm like, I need to beat this game. I need to play more. Yeah. So I literally brought my DualShock Four, connected it to my iPad, and played. It was really cool. Nice. Um, all right, coming soon. Recompiles coming to cloud console and PC. Interesting to note, it's only coming to Xbox Series X and S. It's not coming to Xbox One. Huh. Um, but that's via, via the ID at Xbox program coming August 19th. Uh, so it begins. We're going to start getting some Xbox Series exclusive games here. Um, Train Sim World 2. I know, Ahmed, you've been uh, highly awaiting oh, that one. Oh, yeah. It's coming to cloud console and PC on August 19th. Can we take on the uh, dr- the raw power of the C- uh, CSX AC Drive some high-speed... Drive some high-speed German rail as you push the throttle in the famous DB Ice 3M out of Köln. I've uh, take on the challenge of long freight across sand patch grade using the raw power of the CSX AC 4400CW. Listen, we're making fun um, of them for being in trains, but me about roller coasters, I'm like, ah, yes, the Rocky. Mountain I know, I know. I'm not making fun of it. It's just the, it's just the, it's just the uh, description. I'm just, it's funny. Match that- the world's famous London Underground on the Bakerloo Line. All official licenses, all authentically recreated. You're in the cab, and you're in control. I'm just like. The fact that they're calling out the specific train names. I mean, I guess they know their audience because I don't know what that. They they definitely, they definitely know their audience. Their audience is not us. Um, But no, it's cool. I know a lot of people really like train simulators, so go off. Yes. Um, Do your thing. I mean, definitely not making fun of you. I'm just appreciating it for you and appreciating that this uh, description is not that. If it's on Game Pass and you can drive an MTA subway, I would like to do it. (laughs) Like I don't just to see, like just to see what what that's like. I don't know. That could be fun. All right, 12 Minutes is coming to Cloud Console and PC via the ID at Xbox program on August 19th. This features the voice acting talents of James McAvoy, uh, Daisy Ridley, and Willem Dafoe. Uh, so that's one that should be pretty interesting. Uh, and then the hotly, highly, extremely awaited, long-awaited, I should say, uh, is Psychonauts 2. It's coming to Cloud Console and PC on August 25th. This comes from Double Fine Productions, uh, which is an Xbox game studio now. Um, it'll be available day one with Xbox Game Pass. Uh, so it's a quirky little game, but a lot of people have been waiting forever for that game. The original so Psychonauts was on like, Xbox One. Like, not literally. Like, Xbox, like OG Xbox, before Xbox 360, yeah. when I say Xbox One. Sorry. Right. And that's why the that's why the sequel was so high, uh, highly anticipated. Yes. Um, yeah, I hope it's good. Okay. I hope it's good, too. Uh, Mist is coming to Cloud Console and PC via the ID at Xbox program on August 26th. Uh, this is that island game um, that, you know, I don't know, it's coming to uh, Xbox Game Pass on day one, but I think that's been on PC for some time. I don't know, now. when I see the title Mist, I'm thinking that it's like a strategy game, but I don't, I guess that's not, well, okay, so there were original games, like, from the 1990s that were called Mist, but, like, in my brain, they mesh with, like, Age of Mythology and Age of Empires and, like, all those kinds of PC games, so I guess I always yes, thought it was a strategy it- game, but it's not. You know why? Because the font is the same <laughs> as Age of the Empires the and the same. others, yeah. I I, th- I thought the same thing. Yes, um, no, it's, it's an adventure game. It's not. It is not a strategy game at all. It's very interesting. All right. So if you've got uh, if you've got the fingers for touch control games, there's uh, ten more games getting touch controls on Xbox Game Pass Ultimate Cloud Game Streaming. Uh, Hades, Bloodroots, Farming Simulator 19. Uh, once again, knowing their audience, <laughs> uh, Going Under, which I would highly recommend. I forgot to talk about that. Um, I actually played Going Under on Switch. Um, it is a roguelike roguelike roguelite whatever it is uh game and it's a lot of fun it's on game pass give it a whirl 
I ended up getting it on Switch because I wanted the portability of it. It was like 50% off anyway, so it was like 10 bucks. Um, and <laughs> it's a lot of fun. unpaid intern as she travels beneath her workplace to explore the ruins of failed startups. Okay. Very interesting. Literally. It is like, it is ridiculous. Like, you walk into a room, you, you collect like different weapons or whatever, you can hold up to three weapons, and you go in and just like, I don't know, like defeat people in the room, and then you get like rewards for clearing rooms and stuff like that, so... It's it's de- definitely give it a try on Game Pass. It's on Game Pass. Roguelike being um, like you die and come back and you keep advancing kind of thing. You die, you come back, and yeah. you yeah, correct. Okay. You like redo, you like re go back in and you try to yes, get further yeah. down to the boss. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, I believe you. I believe you keep skills though. So like you get skills, kind of like Hades. Yeah. Um, okay. Where you come back with? Them. I'll add it to my ever growing list. Um, Need for Speed Heat via EA Play. Peggle 2, highly recommend that game. That's an Xbox 360 classic, um, which I think is actually ported to like Xbox One platforms. Um, anyway, Peggle is amazing. Uh, Psychonauts, uh, Wasteland 2, Wasteland 3, and Wasteland Remastered. So if you're trying to get wasted in the Wasteland, they're all here. Or if you're trying to play Psychonauts um, 1 before Psychonauts 2 comes out, you can do that too. I, I'd, I'd imagine that that game has not aged well, but go yeah, on. Yeah, probably doesn't. <laughs> I think I like um, actually booted it up once on like my Xbox One X, and I was like, mm, "Okay, yeah, well. it's it's like, yeah, yeah, it is absolutely like that." And then uh, games leaving on August thirty first, so the following games are leaving Xbox Game Pass library on August thirty first. So be sure to dive back in and pick up where you left off ASAP. Uh, Blair Witch is leaving cloud console and PC. Double Kick Heroes is leaving cloud console and PC. Uh, NBA Two K twenty one is leaving cloud and console. Uh, and Stranger Things 3, the game, is leaving cloud, console, and PC. Rest in So keep your eyes PCs. on that. Yes. Um, Blair Witch is um, definitely a game I would recommend off that list, especially if you are a fan of horror games. That game is one of my favorite horror games of all time. And I say that not lightly because I, as a lover of horror movies, I hate horror games because I don't like the stress, but that game is genuinely really good. Hmm. Genuinely really, really good. But anyway. Sounds stressful to me. Yeah. I mean... No, you can defend yourself. I don't like games where it's like, you're alone in the woods and you only have a video camera and the battery runs out every four minutes and you're like, what the hell is this garbage? Um, at least <laughs> Literally. in Blair Witch you can defend yourself a little bit. But anyway, that about wraps it Did up. Did you... Yeah, we have the Nintendo Ninja oh, presentation. just kidding. That doesn't wrap it up. Um, <laughs> My bad. Which I can, ru- I can run through super quick. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it. but I did not. Um, okay, perfect. So I'll run through it real quick. So... Um, okay, so Nintendo had a Nindy, uh, Indie World Showcase uh, for August 2021. So here's everything that's announced from IGN. Uh, Axiom Verge 2 is available later today, so that is now up on the eShop. That is as of August 12th, about five days ago. Um, obviously, this is another one that is uh, highly anticipated. Um, so it's a uh, it's a game that I believe believe it came out across the board. I believe it came out across the board. Um, yeah, August 11th. It came out pretty much the same day on Nintendo Switch, PC, and PlayStation 4 and 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, IGN gave it a 7, saying Axiom Verge 2 is a dual-dimensional Metroidvania that's engaging to explore despite its one-dimensional combat and underwhelming boss fights. So uh, the first one is like a uh, a cult classic, if you will. So um, if you enjoyed the first, I'm sure you'll enjoy the second. Uh, Tetris Effect Connected arrives on Switch this October, so Paul can whoop Ahmed's ass portably. <laughs> Great. Uh, so this is... <laughs> 
this is coming to Switch, which is kind of interesting. I mean, like the visuals are a big part of it, and I can't imagine the visuals being too, too great on uh, Switch, but go off. Um, if you notice, it comes out October 8th, the same day as the Switch OLED model, um, as well as Metro Dread. So I'm sure it'll look pretty awesome on the OLED model, yes. um, which is, I'm sure is why they're releasing it on the same day. Not that they'll tell you that, but that's uh, that's what I'm telling you, and it's fact. Yeah. Um, okay. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk is a graffiti action adventure that tasked you with becoming the All-City King. Uh, and that's coming out as a console, a timed console exclusive in 2022. Uh, very, it looks a lot like Jet Set Radio. I was just going to say that. This looks exactly like Jet Set Radio. Yeah, it's very Jet Set Radio-ish. Um, so that's, that's an interesting one. Um, okay, Loop Hero jumps from PC to Nintendo Switch uh, this winter. So it's a card-based RPG. Anyway, I didn't realize it was card-based. I missed that part. Um, a card-based RPG uh, coming from Four Quarters and Devolver Digital. Um, IGN uh, uh, excuse me, reviewed it on PC, calling it uh, great as an 8. Loop Hero's cleverly stripped-down RPG concept demands attention for as long as it takes you to work out the clear, quote, best way to guide each hero class. And its fantastically dark story setup stands as, out as one of the best in years. So that's pretty cool. This, this game caught my eye. Um, it caught my eye during the presentation, but now that I know that it's a card-based RPG, I don't know if I want to play it. So... <laughs> Um, and that's me being a brat, I guess. Um, and Whatever. perhaps one of the one of the biggest uh, announcements, I believe this was the end of the show, Eastward is a post-apocalyptic action-adventure RPG that arrives next month. Eastward is an action-adventure RPG that is set in a post-apocalyptic world and inspired by the best of 90s anime. It comes from the publisher of Stardew Valley and has you playing a hard-working miner named John who discovers a young girl named Sam in a secret underground facility. Eastward was originally revealed back in 2015, what? yes, six years ago, and it finally arrives on Nintendo Switch as a timed console exclusive on September 16th. So, depending on how, on how this uh, reviews, I may try this. This looks pretty cool. Very Stardew Valley-looking, um, but it looks pretty neat. So, it's, uh, yeah, looks looks like good stuff. Interesting. Um Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon is a puzzle adventure starring our favorite Shovel Knight. Uh, so this is uh, launching this winter. It's a new falling block puzzle adventure uh, that has some mechanics of uh, of Shovel Knight. So it's got you know a pretty cool aspect of like some parts of like the original game, but it's also a puzzle game. So they call it a part puzzle, part dungeon crawler. Uh, it features old and familiar bosses, treasures, unique powers, and more. Um, there will be over 10 playable player heroes from the Shovel Knight universe. <laughs> they said the Shovel Knight MCU. Um, <laughs> the Shovel Knight universe in the game, and you can challenge a friend local multiplayer. Switch version will also uh, have Amiibo support to let you, quote, call on a familiar fairy friend. Uh, so that looks pretty neat. I'm excited for that. I'm always down for a good puzzle game. Um, and then next up was Metal Slug Tactics, which we saw, I believe, at the Game Awards or one of those events. It sounds familiar. We I definitely saw it somewhere at some point. Yeah, we saw it on one of them. So they just, you know, I think they released a new trailer um, or announced that it was coming to Switch, I guess. But that's coming in 2022, so that's a ways off. Um, but it's a it's a, a Metal Slug, like, Advance Wars-looking game, kind of. Yeah. Um, this one looks really weird. Use your photographic eye in Toem later this fall. Um, and it's, like, shown off as a, as a wholesome, hand-drawn adventure game. We set off on an expedition through a Scandinavian-inspired countryside, and you need to take photos, discover the mystery of the titular Toem, and help some interesting characters along the way. Toem will launch on Switch later this fall. I know you like took a bunch of pictures, and it looked interesting. Sure. Uh, not interesting enough that I want to play it, but interesting. <laughs> um, all right, far... Oh, 
take a post-apocalyptic journey in far-changing tides in early 2022. The way your brain wants to say, um, take a Pokemon journey, and you're like, take a what? Take a what? <laughs> yeah, I saw the P.O., and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> um, so the initial game came out, and it's called. this is what threw me off. Far Alone Sales uh, was the first game, um, but yeah, so let's see. Players will not need to know anything that came before to enjoy this new story. First game had players traveling across the land, and this new journey will take players to the sea. Solve puzzles on your ship, on and off your ship, survive mighty storms, and much more when Far Changing Tide launches on Switch in early 2022. I'm sure that does stuff for people. It doesn't do anything I've for me. I've never heard um, of Far Alone Sales. But you know what does do something for everybody? Necro Barista Final Oops. Pour is an anime-style visual novel about coffee and death. Uh, so that is... Sorry if you just heard the audio on the stream. <laughs> I was trying to watch the trailer for Far Changing Tides or whatever, and... USAA was like, <laughs> sorry, all right, go on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, the way you screened it, like, blocked out your voice. Um, so, the IGN reviewed this on PC and gave it an 8 out of 10, um, and it is available right now. Um, okay, Boyfriend Dungeon lets you take your adventure, your weapons on dates, and it's available today. We talked about that already, so that's just on Switch as well. Yes. Uh, Garden Story is available today and lets you become the Guardian of the Grove. Uh, this looks pretty cool. He plays like a grape. And. <laughs> um, <laughs> it looks like a cute little game. Um, and, uh, you know, it takes place on an island that is infested with invasive rot. So you got to rebuild your home and inspire those around you. This adventure that is filled with fruits, vegetables, and frogs. Sure. Okay. <laughs> um, I, Islanders Console Edition lets you create the city of your dreams over and over again. This game looks kind of weird. It's uh, one of those, like, island building games. Uh, it's coming out today, so, like, now um, on Switch. Uh, alongside these games, there's an indie montage for two games launching on Nintendo Switch today, Slime Rancher, Plortable Edition, and Curious Expedition, um, and other upcoming games like 100 Days, Winemaking Simulator, Gang Beast, Astroneer, and Lumber Jack, which some of those are just ports over to Switch. Um, however, uh, Slime Rancher, Plortable Edition, uh, is the Switch variant of the uh, of Slime Rancher, which is a pretty popular game. The so, Loki variant. Um, yeah, I, a Loki variant, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, that is uh, that is every game there, and I think my voice is just about totally gone now. Yeah, sorry, you did a lot of talking uh, this episode. So. That was not intentional, but no, it's okay. It's all good. It's okay. I'm just gonna sleep even better tonight as Cooper just cries all night. Um, yeah, so it's gonna be great. Poor baby. So I know he's just lonely. So and then, if, but if I lay like next to his cage, then he, you know, he'll be like whatever, a sock. crying. Arnold's shirt. You know what? Maybe, maybe I'll give him the sock. That's a that's an easier thing to do than giving. But it's like literally just that's dig a... in your laundry basket, like an old shirt, whatever that needs to be washed. I will. I mean, hopefully, I will. it's a shirt that you don't care too the much about. The thing is, he's teething. Yeah, he's he's teething, so he will destroy. If like, anything, get like a get like a, an old rag or a towel or something, just like rub your face with it real quick, and then then it like I just rub just, my booty just on let it. That be his towel. No, I'm just gonna give him the sock because I because like he actually like, came over and stole my socks today. Like he stole one. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Just eat my sock. I don't care. And then he like came over. And he's like, no, 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 I want this other one too. And then like he literally has them like sitting here with his toys. Aww. And he's like, these are mine now. It's so, ridiculous. Um, yeah, it, it is ridiculous. So yes, I will leave. I will leave a sock in there. Hopefully that'll help. Yes, hopefully. I'm sure he'll. I'm sure he'll pee all over it and be like, screw this. I hate you. Psst. Can't you like broadcast through Alexa and be like, hey Cooper. Like, have Ahmed, when I tell you I've laid in bed half asleep and I go through the next camera and I'm like, shh, because that's like we've tried to train him to like learn to settle down. Yeah, um, I've turned on 
puppy music, relaxing puppy music through the Alexa. <laughs> um, like, and it's like just like very like instrumental, like calming music, and he just barks louder. And I'm like, oh my god! He's like they get it. Like the first night, the first <laughs> it's like stop trying to drown me out. Um, the first night it worked briefly, and then after that he's like, I'm on to y'all. I know, I know where y'all live. I know, I you know sleep where you live. Oh my god! Uh, it's literally like so. having a newborn. Well, good luck. <laughs> With your it endeavor. is. It is. It is very much like having a newborn. Really. Not that I know what having a newborn is like, but I'd imagine it's something like this, where like it's similar. The bags under my eyes are like extreme. I'd say it's similar. Having not been through it personally, but watched my sisters go through it, I'd say it's similar. <laughs> yeah. All right. I would. I would agree with that. All right. Let us wrap up this episode. Then any final words? Any breaking news? Anything crazy? No, no breaking news. Oh, the Pixel 5a got announced, I think. I think that might be news. I don't know if it's news, it's, but I got a, yeah. an email about it. Yeah, it's like all the reviews are dropping, and they're like, well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, because it's basically the exact same as the Pixel 4a. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, so it's interesting that they did that, not to like totally deviate off track here, but yeah. um, they re- they refreshed all the Nest products. I don't know if you saw that. Um, like they came up with a new Nest camera with a battery, which I've wanted for years, and they never made one. It's always hardwired. Mm. Um, so they've got a battery Nest camera, and they've got a battery um, Nest doorbell camera, which we bought because I actually should hopefully come. I think release like the twenty sixth. But mm. anyway, we bought one because our whatever. Long story short, there's no transformer for the doorbell, so we'd have to put a transformer for the doorbell, and then at that point, it's like. I'll just buy the battery-based one now that Google has one yeah. and uh, and just use that and sell the one that I have, the wired one. Good. So, anyway. Good, good, good. So, that's uh, that's my my, uh, my Google stuff. But anyway, yes, no. Uh, only other thoughts are, uh, for those of you on um, listening platforms like Spotify and uh, Google Play and Apple Podcasts and all that good stuff, uh, we do stream live every Tuesday night around 8 o'clock. It's been a rough week for me. Um, so we started at 8.30 tonight. Um, but yeah, so usually around 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, and we stream live on twitch.tv slash whatthefuncast. Um, and then all of our replays are posted there. And then obviously the replays are also posted, or the, the shows are posted on all of your podcast uh, providers of choice. So check it out. Come and hang out with us. There's a chat. We love interacting with people. We've got a, a, a good host of uh of characters that are here every uh, our regulars. every week, all of our good friends. Yes, uh, a lot of our our biggest fans. So, uh, and they're a lot of fun. So they're in the chat, talking talking trash, talking uh, Star Wars. Rita screaming. You know the usual stuff. The usual stuff. Yes. All right. Well, thank you all for joining. Thank you for watching wherever you are, and we will catch you all later. This is Paul and I with the Funcast signing off. Peace. Peace.